Welcome to All Women Podcast. My name is Elena Narciss Dandridge, and I'm elated to be back with episode number three. I first want to start this episode off by saying thank you for tuning in, whether you're a first time or returning listener. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I have been overwhelmed by all of the support that I've received since I launched my first episode. And I want you guys to know that this would not be possible without your love and support. I wouldn't even have the courage to be on here with episode number three. As you might have read from the title, today's episode will focus on singleness, but related to my dating history. You're probably thinking, girl, you're lying. You haven't been single for all 25 years. So I'm going to take you through memory lane and up until present day of my dating history and uh, just kind of give you guys some insight on what's been going on, some fun, a funny story about when I first started dating and all of that. So growing up, my mom was super strict, the type of strict where I couldn't even talk on the phone to boys until I was like 16. And in high school, I only went on one date, and that was with my pastor's grandson. It was the summer before I started my senior year. I was 17 years old, and I had this little crush on my pastor's grandson. He was preparing to go off to the military and be gone for months. And He asked me if he could take me out on the date. I told him I would have to check with my mama, and I highly doubt that she would let me go. So we came up with this little plan like, okay, you asked your mama first. So I went and I asked my mom. I said, mom, so-and-so, so-and-so wants to take me out on a date before he goes off to the military. And she's like, Elena, I don't really know. You're 17 and he's 19 and that's a little bit of an age gap. So I don't really know. I'm going to have to talk to your father about this. I'm like, hold up, mom. You going to talk to my daddy about this? My mom was like the sole decision maker when it came to what my sister and I did far as behavior issues and dating and just things like that my mom always was kind of like the person to make those kind of decisions so when she says she's gonna check with my daddy I'm like uh I just knew I wasn't going on this date with this guy so I go back to him I tell him hey you might want to give my mom a call yourself and ask her if you can take me out I'm at the house in my room with the door cracked, waiting on him to call my mom. I hear the phone ring, so I get close to the door. And my mom answers the phone. She's like, hello? Hey, baby, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, Elena told me. Yeah, Elena told me about that. And I told her I would have to talk to her daddy about letting her go off on this date with you. Because y'all a little different, you know, age difference. You're two years older than her. And I just want to, you know, be sure that it's okay. And, uh, yeah, I, I told her I'd let her know. All right, then. All right. Bye-bye. He gets off the phone. He calls me or whatever. I'm like, what did you say? Like, what did you say to my mama? And he was like, I told her, hey, Miss Deborah, how you doing? This is so-and-so, so-and-so. Trying to take Elena out before I left. Da, 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 da. So I'm like, yeah, my mama is definitely not probably going to let me go. So let's just hang it up. The last time that I talked to him, he had talked to his granddad about it. His granddad was my pastor. And next thing I know, maybe a couple of days later, the phone rings again. And it's the pastor. And the pastor wanted to speak to my mom. And I'm like, yes, Pastor Colin. She going to definitely say yes because she's not going to say no to the pastor. She's on the phone. They're talking. I'm trying to listen in. I'm on the phone with him. We both trying to figure out what his granddad's saying and what my mom's saying. My mom gets off the phone with the pastor. 
and she calls me. She's like, Elena, come in here. I was like, okay, here I come. Come in there. She's like, yeah, that was the pastor. I just got off the phone with him. I guess I'm going to let you go out with so-and-so. And you know me. I'm super hyped inside. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yay. I'm going to my first date. This is a guy that I like. I'm super hyped about it. I went back to him, called him. My mom said I can go. And we're super excited. We're planning out our day, like what we're going to do. We're going to go to the movies. We're going to go out to dinner. Finally, the big day comes. He drives down, knocks on the door. My mom opens up the door. She's like, hey, baby, how you doing? And, you know, they're talking. And she's just asking him questions about him leaving. And then, you know, she's like, y'all be careful. Don't you be speeding. And. So she stops me at the door and was like, Elena, come back real quick. I sigh like, oh, here she go. She's about to start. She's like, y'all be back by like nine. I said, nine. She's like, okay, you can be out to 10. I said, okay. She's like, and remember you're a Christian. I look at my mama like, oh, mom, here you go running out. Head out the door. We have a great time on our date. I get back home right in time for curfew my mom's like well you need to get ready for church in the morning get ready for church that next morning this is me and the guys final day of seeing each other for a while we're at church my mom's in the pulpit his granddad's in the pulpit you know everything's just normal we're, we're just chit-chatting out in the congregation and it's altar call the pastor calls the guy that i went out with as well as that guy's brother and the pastor calls me to the altar as well and he tells me to stand in the middle of him I'm looking like, really, Pastor? Really? Are you serious? You want me to come up here to the altar with your two grandsons and one of them being the one that I went on a date with last night? So I look around the church. Everybody's looking all crazy like, what is going on? Why is he calling these three kids up here to the altar? And before I knew it, once I got ready to leave church, everybody knew that I went on a date with the pastor's grandson. That's just also a little insight on some of the many struggles that I had as being a prophetess kid. Because y'all, whether I was a good kid or a bad kid, it seemed like everybody in the church always knew about it. Because my mama or the pastor didn't mind sharing my business. And um, I, uh, I, I just think that's just such a funny story, though. Now thinking about it, that was eight years ago. And I still laugh at it to this day. My mom also allowed me to go on another date in high school but the second time was a double date with one of my good friends my mom didn't even really have a problem with me going on this date because it was a group date those two dates pretty much wrap up my high school experience of dating and then I went off to the big leagues of dating and that was college y'all I had quite the dating experience back in college I think the biggest thing for me was I was pretty culture shock because it was like guy heaven I had options from this guy this guy I mean you can date inside your race outside your race I I might say it was quite the experience in college and sometimes I didn't remember my mom's words of remember you're a Christian sometimes I went out the door with some of those cute guys in college my fondest dating experience in college was when I went off to DC for this semester for my internship and y'all might be familiar with the nickname that DC has and that's Chocolate City and I can attest that that name is true because there were some catches out there in uh, DC there were so many eligible successful bachelors out there I was like living my best life. I cannot wait to go into details about dating in the city and what I've learned in another episode. 
you know, college was a fun time. I knew from the beginning I wanted to be single because I just I didn't really want to settle. Like I wanted my main focus to be having fun, graduating and getting a job. Those three things were my motives. So having a, a full time boyfriend was not even on my mind. I literally was there just to have fun and go on some dates. But reflecting on my time in college, I can say that there was one guy that I really could have saw myself being with long term. We started off as really good friends. And one day we went on a date. Uh, We even spent Valentine's together. Like things kind of transitioned in our relationship. But we went from being friends to kind of having feelings for each other. But all the long, like I knew in the back of my mind, like I knew we weren't going to end up being together. I think sometimes I look back on my experiences of dating in high school and college. I'm kind of like, I had a lot of great guys that could have been my boyfriend. I could be married by now. I could. And then again, I think I'm like, nah, that wasn't in God's plan for me. And sometimes, you know, we, we look at social media, we see these what they call relationship goals and we're thinking dang is there not anyone out there for me why can't I have relationship goals why can't I do this like and we miss the point that everything isn't always what it seems we see the happy moments of relationships on social media but we never really see the down moments there are people on social media that like to air out all their business in their relationship, whether the highs or the lows. But you see very few people doing all that. You know, when you see a couple and it just seems so perfect, sometimes it makes you question yourself like, am I not smart enough, pretty? Do I not have what it takes to get a man? I have these moments where I second guess myself like, dang, am I not pretty enough to have a guy that looks good, that's smart, has going on? Like, what's wrong with me? When I have these moments, God truly speaks to me and he lets me know, look, you're in this season of singleness for a reason. You're in this season because I want us to grow a bond that is unbreakable, whether you're with a man or without a man. I want us to be on a level that no one can come in and break this up. I want you to be at your highest potential, you to have the highest self-confidence, self-love that no one, whether you get a good man or a bad man, can take that away from you. After God gives me these reality checks that I am right where I need to be. I am in the season of singleness because I need to be in the season of singleness. I need to be working on myself, my relationship with God, my family, my self-esteem, All of these things that make me who I am, God's like, I need you to be by yourself right now because you have a lot of potential. God's like, I have all of these things I want you to start before you ever get a husband. I want you to be a self-made woman, an independent woman, a woman who doesn't need a man for anything before I give you one. And God's like, if you would devote the time that you would potentially give to your boyfriend to me right now, I can elevate you to places that you've never been to. And I'm thankful for this season of singleness. I'm thankful for being single for the last 25 years because I've encountered a lot of good guys and I've also encountered a lot of bad guys I knew weren't good for me, but yet I still talk to them anyway. I'm currently in this period of celibacy where God is really being the main focus of my life because sometimes being in a relationship or being with someone can distract us from God's purpose and gift that he has for our life and sometimes God used singleness to bring us closer to him sometimes God uses singleness to build us up where some other people have broken us down 
although I'm single right now, I know that one day God would have a fine man for me. And I'm not talking about having a fine appearance. I'm talking about a man that's fearing of God, intelligent, nurturing and caring and everything I need in the man that God sees fit for me. That's what I mean when I say out God has a fine man for me. I'm going to be patient in my wait for God to send the right man in my life. But I'm not just waiting, doing nothing. I'm waiting and elevating. I'm waiting and getting closer to God. I'm waiting and bettering myself. I'm waiting and traveling and living my best life, honey. And that's what I would encourage anyone. If you're single, work on you. Work on being a better person because I know there are a lot of ways that we can all work on ourselves. We can improve who we are. And like I mentioned earlier about social media, it's just social media make it seem like everybody is doing this. Everybody's relationship looks good, but you don't know what other people are going through. Someone can be going through pure hell and you wouldn't even know it because they're posting all the happy moments on social media. So be thankful for where you are, whether you're in a relationship or not. This is a time for you to be working on yourself, to be loving yourself. I want to thank you all for listening to this episode. I hope that you could find some things to apply to your own life. I hope that you found me sharing my story about my first date, me dating and just living my best life out here. Interesting. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast as well as rate it. Give it five stars. Feel free to submit your suggestions on what you think future episodes should be about as well as any feedback that you have to give. I thank you all so very much. And I hope you all have a fantastic week ahead. I will be in touch with you all soon.